0: You're listening to the Incubate Her Podcast, episode number one. About self-development, fulfillment, and career growth so you can reach your true potential. Now your host, Pauline Francois. Hello, everyone. I am delighted to be here today and record the first episode of the Incubate Her Podcast. This is a long time coming. I've had this project in mind for several months now, and it feels amazing to jump ahead and do it. It is a little bit scary, I'm not going to lie, but I'm very excited as well. Um, so because this is our first time together on this platform, here's what you can expect from this episode. Firstly, I'm going to tell you a little bit about myself and my drivers, my passions, what gets me up and excited in the morning. Then I will explain to you why I'm launching this podcast, what are the objectives that lay behind And finally, I will share with you what this podcast will consist of and the types of subjects that will be covered. So to start off, my name is Pauline. I'm a 36 years old mother of two young children, two boys, (laughs) and I am French living near Paris in the Parisian area. So when you hear an accent, that's where that's from. I do have relatives in the States, hence I speak more of an American English than British English or even a French English, if that makes sense. Um, Professionally, I am a businesswoman in the tech industry. I have been doing this for 10 years now, which absolutely blows my mind It's that it's already been 10 years, and I am working in sales with customers and partners. Um, I've worked both with startups and in some of the biggest corporations of the Silicon Valley, and I'll get into more details on that uh, in later episodes. I am a rather active individual. Aside from work, I love to spend quality time with my loved ones. I love to travel and discover new cultures and new places. I am also a musician. I play the piano and the guitar. And I do love to sing, but I'm not a great singer. It's just for my personal satisfaction. (laughs) I love to eat. Uh, Gastronomy is very important to me. That's how I'm very French and I enjoy going to nice places such as restaurants and bars. Obviously, right now with the current context, it's been a bit more rare for me to go um, in these places. I'm very sensitive to art and I am a runner. When it comes to my background, I wasn't predestined to be in business at all, simply because of my roots. My parents were both teachers, so they were far, far away from any types of business (laughs) and I was pretty much surrounded as a kid by other teachers mostly and artists as well. So how did I end up in tech? It's when I started going to the States that I discovered entrepreneurship and the place of technology. Entrepreneurship because my loved ones there had built their own successful businesses from scratch which I found fascinating. And I also had a lot of questions on how they got started uh, from the idea to actually creating a whole business uh, about it. And I felt and still feel today a lot of admiration for people who start their structure on their own and who go ahead and take that risk. That's fascinating to me and I just feel very at awe of when people do that. So being in the Bay Area was also the time when technology became a very tangible thing for me. Not only because if you've ever been to the Bay Area, um, technology is pretty much going to be a subject of conversation at some point or another, but mostly because it was really a facilitator in my life and I could see the tangible effect that technology could have. And I'm going to give you two examples that really marked me. So the first one is, you know, obviously the flight from paris to san francisco is very long like it's an 11 ish hours um, up in the air and the first time that i took a plane to san francisco that was back in the late 90s and i had a portable cd player back then in the planes you didn't have a tv you didn't have (laughs) yeah i mean there was a screen that everybody shared together but you know there wasn't like a single thing that you could choose and pick a movie from So I had a CD player, and that was already pretty fancy, because before the CD player, it was a Walkman. (laughs) And if you guys have been in that era, you know, where you had a tape, and when you wanted to listen to a song, you had to rewind it and wait for it to be rewinded, and you weren't sure where to stop to get... See the beginning of that song oh my gosh that was a mess <laughs> so already the the cd player the portable one the disc was a big improvement um but you had that and then you had batteries and then you had to carry your cities with you and obviously when you're on the go you're limited because uh, there's so much you can carry so i had that album of around 10-ish CDs of my favorite artists back then, which were probably ABBA, Britney Spears, The Hansons, no doubt, don't judge. (laughs) But yeah, that was a very limited and cumbersome experience. Limited because there was a certain number of songs that you had and cumbersome because uh, carrying 10 cities is heavy. (laughs) It heavies and it takes some space in your backpack or in your carry-on, whatever you're traveling with. I remember vividly when Apple launched the first iPod and going to Best Buy to get one for myself. I was so excited. (laughs) I was just like... (laughs) i was just so excited and that was my first next generation device i didn't own a computer back then nor a smartphone obviously because they just didn't exist yet and my point is the technology was mind-blowing that little white rectangle with five gigabyte could host a thousand songs I still own it, by the way. I still have it in my drawer right now. (laughs) If I open it, it's right there. Um, It's a token of that time. But (laughs) yeah, in that device that was so much smaller than my Discman and the album with the CDs that came along with it, I could hold 10 times more songs. And that's how I became obsessed with Apple. The other experience that marked me was the arrival of emails to the consumer market. Computers started being available in companies first, as we all know, and the World Wide Web, though launched in 1989, didn't arrive in my house until around 10 years later, I would say. Before the internet, I could only communicate by phone with my loved ones in the States. Which, for those of you who are accustomed to time zone differences, you know that the 9-hour gap between Paris and California is tricky you get a small window of being in daytime together which you cannot miss and not only that but calling there was so expensive so it was both like constraining in terms of you know logistics but also in terms of price and we could only spend a couple minutes each to to talk with each other otherwise the bill would have been very significant The only other way to communicate back then was letters. I'm talking about something that you have to take the time to write, put in an envelope, put a stamp on it, go to the post office, and then wait for a matter of weeks before it actually got to the person you were sending it to. The interval made you feel the distance in kilometers or miles between yourselves. And um, when email arrived, which my family got through AOL, by the way, (laughs) American Online. Um, I think they were the leaders back then. It enabled us to exchange at times that suited each party and in such an instantaneous way compared to before that it suddenly felt like we weren't as far apart as we were actually physically. To this day, that's what drives me. Knowing that technology makes each individual's life easier, that it enables information to be accessed and shared, that it facilitates exchanges between human beings and enterprises. That's why I love technology. I think it's just fascinating to me how we can revolutionize usages and um, how we can make such progress on healthcare, on industries, on so many different things. I will go into more details on my journey to getting my career started in tech, but this will be for another episode, otherwise, that would be much too long for now. So, as soon as I started my journey in tech, it was obvious to me that I was very different from the usual profile of people there. Firstly, I was a woman (laughs) back then. Women represented only 14% of the workforce in tech. Now in 2020, it's around 25%. So much better than before, but still not uh, ideal, obviously. Also, I was young and most of my colleagues were in their 40s or 50s. And I hadn't gone through a prestigious university's cursus which most of my colleagues had done. My difference was an asset in some situation and I later realized it was an asset in most (laughs) situations. And I will get details about that later also in other episodes. But mostly my difference was ignored and I had very few figures to admire and look up to. Uh, Very few people that looked like me, either colleagues or managers or executives. At the time, the company I was working for didn't have any females in their executive leadership team, nor many females in the mid-management positions or in any subsidiaries and whatnot. And I'm talking about females aside of the typical, per se, female roles like HR and marketing communication, where, yes, there were women there, but um, when it came to business or engineering, there were no females pretty much. The great thing, though, was that because I was in such a big corporation, they were aware of that problem, and we had organizations and associations and occurrences where women could regroup and support each other, and that truly empowered me and made such a big difference for me. I was able to connect with peers that had similar questions, troubles, and talk about it together. So we talked about pay gap, promotions, possibilities, life-changing occurrences, for women and also general advice on business. Having that possibility to meet these women was an immense luck and I was able to find a mentor there, discover learning materials I probably wouldn't have had access to and also get a sense of community and support that was amazing. I honestly feel very privileged that I was able to have access to these resources. And with this podcast, I hope I can extend that to you in sharing my experience and being available to discuss topics that matter and help us all grow together through the research that I do and share my learning experience as I go. Almost a year ago, I launched a website in which I post articles about business tips, self-development methods, dealing with specific contexts, whether directly within the enterprise or more globally in your life, whether that's a context like we're going through right now with the COVID-19 or that's something you're experiencing in your personal life that's challenging you and it's having an impact on your work. The podcast is a natural extension of this website and a way to interact more easily and simultaneously with you. Between the weekly episodes, you can find me on Instagram with the username the incubator, where I share updates on the podcast, inspirational and motivational quotes, and I also have a more personal casual account that goes by my name. These resources are meant to help you in your development, inspire you to grow and challenge yourself, and be the version of yourself that you'll be the most proud of. That's such a driver for me is... It doesn't matter if I fail, it matters if I know I gave my best and I truly mean that and that's what I actually say to my kids. Another thing that means a lot to me and that's really important and that I talk about in my intro real quick is authenticity and what I mean by that is I believe fulfillment comes from being your true self outside of prerogative and bias that are pushed to us, whether it is from our parents, our education, our environment, you know, what people are pressuring us to be. We should be who we want to be, who we are without limitations. And I hope that this podcast can inspire you to do that and push you to be that. We'll also be talking a lot about goals, whether it's professional goals or personal goals. You know, it's important to me to discuss them and why they're important, how to set them and um, how we can manage your brain to create results that are successful according to what matters to you. Because of the fact that I am a woman and that I work in business, I am mostly dedicated to helping women in business, but I hope uh, people who are also in different uh, situations, in different types of jobs will find this interesting. This is obviously not only limited to women in business, <laughs> Even though that's where I'm coming from, you know, I do really hope that it inspires men to listen, to grow more conscious about some issues, maybe to be more sensitive to it and also be proactive about it to make a change together. So everybody's welcome to listen. It doesn't matter your gender or your profession. There's going to be insights that will be interesting to a lot of people out there. So to give you more examples, the typical subjects that I will be covering will be the subjects of mentorships, sponsorships, how to get your first jobs, ways to create a powerful business plan habits to put in place to be successful setbacks that you can expect to face in your career and how to contract them etc every now and then i will also bring guests so they can share their journey and experiences in leadership positions or single contributor position in business in tech or anybody that has an interesting journey and experience that they want to share that is relevant to this podcast. That's about it for now. Feel free to reach out to me until next week's episode and I will talk to you then. Bye. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Comment on this episode on the incubator.net. For more tips and content, visit the paulinefrancois.net site. Don't forget to subscribe, share, and review. I appreciate your support so much, and I'll talk to you soon.